Well, it's 4.14 a.m. And God gave me a left behind dream. And it was really scary. I don't even want to get into like the details of how horrifying it will be to be left behind, but let me just tell you that all the freeways will be shut down. And I'm talking by, about like broken down vehicles everywhere. And it'll be extremely dangerous to even try to travel that way. And uh, honestly, there really is no escape. I mean, um, it's, um, it's just, it's like, I don't even know what to say to you guys. Um, we're all in great danger. You know, like, uh, we have to be on our best behavior. We have to do better than our best behavior right now. We're on a tightrope. We're on a tightrope right now to where we can't make one mistake. We can't make any mistakes right now. We can't slip and fall back into the world for any reason. It's too dangerous to play that game right now. It's too dangerous to go out drinking and go out partying, to attend events and parties. And um, it's very serious right now. And, um, I do believe in a rapture. I do believe that, that, you know, if you are being obedient and doing what you're supposed to be doing, that God will take you up so you don't have to go through this. But, um, everything's in play right now. Everything is just waiting for this event to take place, this rapture to take place. I feel like as soon as the rapture happens, um, it's game time. I feel like as soon as the rapture happens that um, that whatever the Illuminati, the government, the CIA, and the feds are planning is is going into effect. I actually recorded a podcast earlier this evening and I deleted it because it, it, it needed to be re-recorded. So I'll just touch on a couple of those topics. But um, as crazy it may sound, helicopters do follow me. Um I can definitely say that in one way or another, I've been under some type of surveillance since I met Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. That is the truth.
All my phone calls have been tapped. Um, I've been tracked on my cell phones uh, through the GPS tracking system. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's been interesting, to say the least. <clears throat> and, oddly enough, you know, I believe, like, um, I definitely believe that all my conversations have been recorded since I know Busy Ball from Bone Thugs and Harmony. And, uh. It was. It wasn't. This isn't like a game, guys. Like I'm not. You know, <laughs> you guys have no idea how serious this is. You know, um, when Busy Bones' brother got murdered, and they never found the killer to this day. They still don't know who the killer is. It was a blood sacrifice. So. The information is out there. It's not a joke, you know, for the millennials. This is not a joke. Like, this is serious. This is what these Satanists do. These high-level Satanists do these crazy things. They do perform cannibalism. They do extract adrenochrome out of the brain of their victims that they torture before they kill them. Um, they do practice pedophilia. They do practice bestiality and homosexuality. This is what they do to obtain those high levels, you know. And uh, the time I spent with Busy Bone, he, he made it very clear that he was the one that went through these types of things for that group, for the group Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know. And um, the time that he spent away from them was times... And deep reflection, you know, he he made a song called Jesus on his album, you know, and uh, and you know, can never judge that man, you know. I just could never judge him. He's still my brother, and I still love him and uh, care for him, like I do all my brothers and sisters on this planet, you know. Nobody knows what anybody really goes through, you know, only God knows what they go through and therefore only God could judge them. But this has to be the most serious, uh, podcast episode that I've done thus far. And, um, it's serious, yo. I mean, I'm scared. Like I'm not, I haven't been scared of anything here. I'm scared of God, you know, and I'm scared of how bad it will get once he withdraws his protection and withdraws his presence here. That's going to be scary. Uh, we have no idea how much God does for us. You know, not only is he maintaining the balance of life here and continuing to shine the sun on the wicked, I mean, we're all wicked in some sense, you know. We've all fallen deeply from um, the exalted state that, that that once existed for us, for Adam and Eve in the garden, you know. Um, right now, I don't. It's not even about um, 
religion. You know, it's just about truth. You know, think this is the we're living in the greatest deception that ever occurred in the history of mankind. We're about to go through the great tribulation, the worst tribulation that has ever existed for mankind. Worse than the medieval times, worse than the times of Hitler and Nazi Germany, you know, uh, This is, um, this is kind of like, you know, like man has been living as if there is no God. Well, guess what? It's, it's, you guys are going to see exactly what it is going to be like without God's help here. Um, this dream that I had is, um, If I get left behind, man, I guess I deserve it, you know. Um, people say things about you can't, like, gain your way into heaven by good works, you know. And they believe that you're once saved, always saved. But can I remind you guys that when Jesus came, he wasn't, he wasn't talking like that. He was saying things like, like you were saying like, oh, if I, if I have sex with another woman while I'm married, then that's a sin. That's fornication. And Jesus was like, if you look at another woman and lust her in your mind, you've already committed the sin. You know, that's how serious it is. I mean, Jesus, when Jesus came, he was breaking it down for us. He was letting us know, like, it's more serious than actually committing the sin. You commit the sin as soon as you start thinking and focusing on that type of energy. You know? God. I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't know, like, I just, this is going to be bad, yo, this is going to be really bad, um, we have to do better, I'm serious, it's hard, it's hard to I understand, like, when we wake up and we start going out into the world, it's like, um, it's like wearing 10 jackets. It's like you don't really feel the extended things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're wearing 10 jackets, you're not going to really feel the extent of, of how cold it is. You see what I'm saying? But if you have no jackets on, you're, you're going to be freezing. And you're going to just try to find warmth anywhere. You're not going to want to move without warmth. This is the only way that I can describe right now. Like coming out of this dream. Um, it's like 
It's like not having that those jackets. It's like really understanding that severity. Because if you guys dream, and I believe we all dream, it's just... It's just whether you remember it or not, you know? And, um... You know, for those of you who do remember your dreams, like, you, you realize that it doesn't feel like a dream. I mean, it feels real. It feels like you're really there, you know? And, unfortunately, I mean, you can't argue with God. You know, God is God, and... um he has a reason for why he does everything, but I promise you, like, being left behind is really to get you guys to really understand the severity of things right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, you don't want to get left behind to, to, um, reunite with your wife and, and, and live the way that you should be living now. You know, like, if you're in a relationship and one of you is watching pornography or watching secular TV, I'm sorry for yarning so much, but basically if, if one of you are lusting the, uh, the, not the opposite side, well, yeah, that too, but if you're lusting just and, you know, if you're a man and you're married and you're lusting women through pornography and TV, that's a sin. You have to stop. You have to repent. You have to ask God to help you to stay away from that. You have to start practicing restraint immediately. Like, this is, I mean, I don't know who's going to listen to this. You know, I've already been scoffed at and persecuted and ridiculed. For drawing so close to Jesus and wanting to change my life and repent, I've been scoffed at for that. Even though I don't know why anybody cares about what I'm doing personally with my life. It's just demonic, you know, like it's just demonic to even to be in this world. You know, like being in the world all day will really kill your soul. You know what I mean? I dread it. I don't want to leave my house every day. That's how powerful the spell of the world is. The, the spell of the world is so powerful that just working in the world every day pulls me away from the Lord. Like honestly, all I want to do is just stay home and stay close to Jesus to stay in prayer and worship and stay in the Bible. That's the only time I feel safe. And I'm not even playing with you guys. I don't even care how this sounds. Like, I'm just being honest with you. Like, I'm being so truthful right now. Like, the only time like, you're going to define that protection and, and feel safe is staying close to Jesus. And maybe he will rapture you. Maybe he will pull you up. You know, in the arpazo. To catch in the way. Like, you have to understand, like, they're already talking about making it legal to sell Bibles in California. I don't even know if they passed that law yet. 
But I know they did pass a law where you can't receive Christian counseling for like the gender confusion and homosexuality issues in California. You know, like it's so serious right now. You guys have no idea. I mean, they got a statue of Satan in Michigan. You know what I mean? Like everything is in place right now. Everything is just right now. You know why nothing has hit, has hit the fan? Because God, because Jesus has so much love for humanity that he doesn't want anybody to go through this left behind. That's why it's dragging along right now. That's why it's kind of slow right now. But if things are speeding up and I'm not talking about like they're going to speed up like gradually, it's going to be like double, triple time speed. It's going to happen very quickly. You know, like instead of it, it, it being like a week away, it's like a day away. You know, it's like a week is a day now. This is just, you know, oh man. This dream was just, just so scary. I mean, there was cars just broke down on the, on the freeway. There was just, any and everybody from the hood that had guns were just riding around, just shooting people, just shooting whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no police, you know? Like, that's out the window. You're just dealing with just straight killers everywhere. Complete lawlessness. No laws. No, no, um, no hope of, of, of justice or fairness. That is out the window completely. If you're left behind, it's complete survival mode. You are a hundred percent on your own. In this dream, I was praying and praying and praying to God and I didn't receive any help. It was like he wasn't even there. You know, I don't know about you guys like, I feel like every person talks to God in their head all day long throughout their life. You know, I think when we're talking to ourselves, like deep down, we know we're talking to God. At least that's how I feel. And some people think I'm very spiritual, you know, but I live the life of a criminal. 99% of my life, I've been doing the wrong thing. Selling drugs, robbing people, you know? I'm not, like, making excuses for how I was raised or the lack of, of having a of direction and mentorship in my life, but it wasn't really there. You know, I always kind of been on my own, you know? Like, like I never had anybody hold my hand and lead me to Christ. I have nobody going out of the way to chase me down and, Take me to church and make me go do things, you know? Like, honestly, I'm supposed to go train today. And I'm going to go because I gave my word, but I really feel like I need to be in church instead, you know? I just, these are just like, We just have to figure it out, man. This is it's very, very difficult. This is such a difficult time right now. Like, it's so easy to get pulled into the world. 
you know. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes all day, every day, all day long. Yesterday. All day long yesterday, I was just in the negative mind state. I was just so mad. Like, it takes so much to be positive. You know, I drive for a living, and that's a very highly stressful job. Uh, people think it's like easy work, and it's not. It's so stressful. There's nothing more stressful than running around serving people all day and trying to make deadlines all day long. And rush here, rush there, rush here, rush there. And you have no idea how stressful it is when you go to a restaurant and the waiter's doing everything they can to please you, to earn that tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff that I go through for these people out here, picking them up and trying to take them to their destinations or picking up food and trying to bring the food to them. It's so stressful. You know, like since I've been doing this job, I've aged a lot. All day long, I'm stressed out. And nine times out of ten, I don't even get a tip. I can spend an hour working for $7. And I'm using my own vehicle, so guess where that money goes? Straight to my gas tank. 90% of it goes to gas. Yesterday, I was running so much that when I woke up, I ate breakfast around 8 a.m. You know when I was able to eat again? It was like 10 p.m. before I got to eat my next meal. So from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., that whole gap of time, It's like 14 hours without food. You know what I mean? Because I'm running all day long for people. I don't get a break. You know? And I do like multiple things. So I'm not just Ubering. You know, I'm not just providing a taxi service. Like while I'm taxiing, my phone does not stop going off. And on top of this, I'm trying to put up stickers to warn people to 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 let people know about Jesus. And then I have these black helicopters that are following me. I had a CIA agent or a federal agent harass me last night on the freeway. I didn't even know because they're in an unmarked car. The only reason I knew is because he flashes lights. And he I'm telling you they're evil. These federal agents, these CIA agents, the people that are above the police, they're evil. The police don't even know what's going on. Like the stuff that I'm dealing with is beyond the local police force. They're completely out of the loop of these things. They, they just, they're foot soldiers. They're very, they're low level security guards that are there to like maintain the population to give the illusion like they're doing something for the people here. That's why they treat us so crappy, even though we pay them. Our taxes paid for these police officers. And what do they do? They harass us. They give us tickets. They bully us. That's all they are. They're bullies. 
They're not really here to help us. Maybe if you live in a different area, a higher income level area. I picked up a kid today who make who his rent is four times my rent. Four times my rent. He said he's been here for three years. He's never seen any crime. He hasn't seen any any drugs, any prostitution. Never heard a gunshot, never seen a gun. I walk out my door and I see it. I was telling him, my rent is four times less than your rent. And when I open my door, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at 15, 20 guys staring at me evil, trying to make eye contact to try to provoke me to a fight. Every morning I wake up and walk out my door. This is what I go through. I've had to perfect the art of ignoring them. And that makes them mad too. They went out of the way to try to be seen by my eyes. Just so they can try to talk to me and engage with me. I've had them come up and not tap on my, my window when I'm in my car, start my car. Because they feel like I have to acknowledge, that I have to acknowledge their presence. Because I'm in their neighborhood. Been here for two years already, and that's the way it is. I've I've lived in the hood my whole life, just different different parts of Columbus, you know, and it's never been as bad as it is now. You know, I lived in the North Linden area. It wasn't, it was was less amount of people, you know. I'm at rock bottom, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for putting me in this situation, for putting me in a life that's been so miserable so I can wake up and understand the severity of what's going on here. If I lived a cushioned experience, if I lived a comfortable experience, I'd be in greater danger. It may sound crazy to you guys. Sometimes if, if it sounds crazy to me to interpret it this way, but I have to. If I wasn't aware of the, the dangers in life, I might not be trying so hard to be obedient to Christ at this point in my life. So I have to look at it that way because you have to look at the deeper levels, the deeper meanings to these things. I'm like, I don't even have an oven. I don't have a stove. I can't make a pizza. I can't buy a, a frozen pizza and, and cook it. I can't bake, you know. I just got a, a washer yesterday because the washer I had was my dad's old washer and it was so old that it was putting black grease on all my clothes. It ruined all my clothes every day. Every time that I washed my clothes, it was they got worse, you know? And um, I don't have a dryer, so I gotta air dry all my clothes. I was upset about that. I was upset when I moved here that they had no appliances, no refrigerator. 
nothing, you know? And, and when I came here, it was because when my, when, when I found out my wife was cheating on me November 2016, we got into an argument and I said, if you're cheating on me, I'll kill you. I don't even know why I said that. I was just so hurt. I was with her for 13 years. I could never believe that it was actually possible that she would be cheating. But I just knew something was, was wrong because she was going out every time she came home from work. She didn't want to be around me. Like if I sat next to her on the couch, she'd get up and go say, said, I'm going to bed. And she got home at five o'clock and then she, she would do this at six o'clock. You're going to bed at six o'clock. She was having an affair. Somebody was in her ear. It still bothers me. I still cry. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a mother, so I never really understood, like, oh, affection from women. Like, I, I didn't understand love. My whole life, I don't understand love. Because my dad, he, he took me from my mom at an early age, but he wasn't there. So he would pawn me off on his girlfriends to babysit me or hire babysitters. I spoke about this in a lot of podcasts already, so I'm not going to keep going into it. I even did it on my YouTube channel for my testimony. But, you know, we just can't judge people. We just don't know what other people go through, you know. And I've been judged a lot, you know. Everywhere I go in life, I get judged. Like, he's hypersensitive. He's crazy. He goes from zero to a hundred in, like, half a second. And I'll cry to God, like, God, why am I this way? Why am I so angry? Why do I got such a short temper? You know? Why do I get agitated so easy? Well... Why does an animal in the forest attack you when you corner it? When you start poking it with a, with a stick, it, it it jumps on your face and it tears off your flesh. Because that animal's been, been, been poked with the stick its whole life. You know, a wild animal is way more dangerous than a domesticated animal. There's stories all the time you see of people raising lions and bears and, and, and these exotic animals. And even those, those are very dangerous animals. You, you see a very kind side to them, a gentle side to them. That, that you would, you would never see evil come from those animals because they grew up in a cushioned and comfortable environment. But you know that a bear is dangerous. You know that a lion is dangerous. You're not just going to walk up to a bear in the wild or a lion in the wild and expect them to act like your dog. But there are cases where that is possible. Well, I'm a wild animal. And it's hard to to integrate into society 
You know, it's hard for me to be in those environments and work environments and, and academic environments and professional settings. Um, my whole life, I, 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 I just don't live like that, you know. You know, I, I sold drugs and robbed people and lived that lifestyle of survival, you know? So it's hard to have that filter. It's hard to have that re- reserve to to not be on edge, to not be a savage, even though it's like my true nature because that's how I grew up. Every new group of people, they don't really understand that, you know? I have to distance myself from people I have to distance myself from people who, who get too comfortable around me. People who think they can talk to me any type of way. Who they think they can joke with me and pick at me. They think it's they're safe. Never knowing the murderous thoughts in my mind of wanting to attack. You know? Like, it's, it's really not for me to warn people of these things. I don't have time to warn them. I just got to keep my distance from them so I don't relapse and go back into survival mode and the savage mode. You have to know that those are those type of individuals are out here. That we exist. And if you get left behind, you're going to see that exactly. That's exactly what you're going to see. You're going to see evil. You're going to see evil abound. You're going to see complete lawlessness. And I'm telling you, the people who will survive out here are the most evil people. The most cutthroat people are who's going to survive being left behind. It's not going to be a time to uh, be a coward. You know, it doesn't even matter if you're a fighter. If you've been training to fight in the gym the whole time. And if uh, you're you're out here, um, you know, you're a baseball player, you're an athlete. Like, that's completely different. It may work on a surface for intimidational purposes, but when you're put in a real life scenario, life and death situations, then it really comes down to who really is the killer. You know, it isn't, is it isn't the surface stuff no more. It's about who really, really, really is that. And I'm telling you, that's not a good thing. That's bad, you know. I understand that. That's why I'm trying to walk humbly. I'm trying to to be gentle and sensitive to other people's needs and, and cares. You know, I'm trying to to change who I was. That's where I'm at. You know, I'm 
I'm in a repentful state right now. You know, I'm trying not to snap out over every little thing. You know, but I think most people who have got to know me in life have understood they should be very careful around me. I'm not a big guy, but it's not about that. You could be a spider. A spider can be stepped on and killed. But you're still going to be careful around that spider, especially if it's a poisonous spider. It may be small. You may be big. And if you can catch it and step on it, yeah, you can have a victory. But you never know what it's going to attack. And that's the scary part. You cannot be comfortable around that poisonous spider. And you know it has the ability to move quickly. And that's scary. What if you're trying to step on that spider and it jumps and gets inside your pants leg? And now it's crawling around inside of your jeans. That's scary. Or it jumps and you have no idea where it went. It could be on you, trying to attack you. Think about the people who have fear over something like that. So don't always think that it has to be a big bear or a big lion to be dangerous or lethal. You know, it could just be speaking to someone the wrong way and they want to poison the food that they give you. People move in very, very different ways. You know, I'm not saying this to like, um, make people like scared of me because I'm not walking that path no more. But I'm not saying that that stuff does not exist in me because it's been the culmination of my experience here. It's who I was for 99.9% of my life. Um, if I make it to heaven, it's by the skin of my teeth and it's by the grace of God alone. It's not about the good works that I'm doing here that I'm trying to do. And people think I'm trying to earn my salvation in heaven. And maybe deep down I am thinking that way, even though I know that's not the way it works. I'm saved by grace alone. I'm saved by just believing that Jesus came here. He died for our sins. He took on all the sins of the world, a sinless man. He died a brutal death. And he was resurrected. He went through a horrible experience. The way he was treated. Is no different than the way we treat each other today. And if you get left behind. It'll be worse. It's going to just be all out. Mayhem. And carnage. People will be on Snapchat videotaping murders and glorifying it and, and, and promoting it and, and and everything that you see that society is doing right now on, on the low levels. 
the filth that they 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 promote and advertise now on a low level is going to go to an all-time high. You will be disgusted with mankind if you're left behind. When you see this the the true nature of humankind without God, it's it's trash, it's garbage here. We have to be so thankful that there's a way out of this mess. That there that there is a savior, that there's a God that actually cares about his creation. Enough so to where he wants to give everybody everlasting life. He wants to give everybody a new body and a mansion in heaven and, and, and a chance at living life without demonic influence. That's such a beautiful thing. I don't know if there's a greater gift than that to actually know that it's possible for us to reset, restart, renew, and start again without demonic influence. Our enemy has been successful because he's unseen and behind the scenes. We don't see him, but he influences us all day long. He's influencing your kids through television, through music, through the media. The media is complete mind control here. And as much as I try to tell people about this, they're just, they think I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy. You know how many people think I'm crazy? Maybe I am. Maybe you shouldn't even listen to this. I guess you've got to figure it out so much, so far, right? Everything in your life's been, been working out so far, so good, right? You got it under control? Yeah. Maybe you should just disregard this warning and disregard the warning of everybody who's posting videos on YouTube about the rapture, about the second coming to Christ. Why do you think people are, are you're, the way you guys treat Christians is disgusting. It's the same way they treated Jesus. Jesus didn't come here condemning and, 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 and pointing the finger at people. He was just telling you the reality of situ the situation. He spread love that no sin is unforgivable. But you guys get mad at him because he said that there's sin. It's like getting mad at him, getting mad at somebody because they say that uh, you, you dropped some ketchup on your shirt or that you got a booger in your nose or something. You know what I mean? And, and you get mad at them for trying to help you. You get mad at them because they pointed out the obvious and you were happy living and ignorance. I'll tell you what, if the, the feds and the CIA, these people weren't messing with me and gang stalking me, I might not actually think I was on to something here. You know, it takes a lot of quiet time with the Lord to really 
to get it, to understand. You know, it takes a lot of time, you know, paying attention to the details and, and putting the pieces of the puzzle together to being aware and alert. You have to commend the people that are trying to wake you up. I don't know if anybody's going to hear this or listen to this. I don't know if anybody who does listen and hear this will even share this or show this to anybody else. You know, but this is just to plant the seed that you don't have a lot of time left. You may not have any time left. You may never hear this and, and, and have enough time to wake up. But I promise you, on Judgment Day, on a day of judgment, when the Lord is judging you on how you lived your life, when your thoughts are being broadcasted on the loudspeakers in heaven, thoughts that you thought nobody knew, thoughts that you thought only you were thinking, when those are being broadcasted as a narrated voice for your life story in heaven, you will be embarrassed. You will be ashamed of the of what you what your thoughts that you thought now that everybody gets to hear your thoughts. If everybody could hear your thoughts, would you act differently? Would you do differently? I think you would. I know you would. I get scoffed at a lot for trying to be a better version of myself, for trying to be obedient to Christ. Without Jesus, I am nothing. I know this. My way has got me nowhere. I might not understand his way, but it is for my own good. You know, I'm sorry. I was supposed to be talking about this left behind dream. But let me just tell you, like, all those zombie apocalypse movies and, and these apocalyptic end time movies and scenarios where society is completely broke down. There's nothing to comp compare to what's really coming. It's nothing. You're not dealing with just people. You're going to be dealing with demons in physical form. Monsters. Actual monsters. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just pray that Jesus does not leave me behind. I'm scared. Fear is going to be so strong. People are just going to sense that there's a loss after the left behind. When, when the good is withdrawn from this world, with the people that do the right thing, the nice people here are not here no more. And you're just, you're just dealing with your own kind. You're just dealing with people who are like you. It's really an interesting thing here. How many hypocrites are here? You know, 
I know I'm not perfect, but I do things to make sure that I stay in line, you know? Like, I, I, I hang up things. Like, in my car, I got these two bookmarks hanging, you know? One says, God answers prayer, and the other one is John 3.16. That's my reminder. I got a, a caution sticker on bumper sticker on my car now that says caution the driver of this vehicle can be raptured at any time you know because I'm planting seeds I'm trying to let people know like things are coming to a boiling point and the Satanists of this world are just waiting for the Christians to, to to leave for God's present to be gone so they can have free reign to do what they've been wanting to do. What do you think Satanists want to do? Satanists are already cannibals. They're already torturing little kids, murdering little kids, raping little kids. So you can get, so they can get the adrenochrome out of their brain. There, there are humans walking around that are not, do not have souls from God. That they're, they're demonic fallen angels in those bodies. And then you got humans who are following their lead and trying to be like them. Those, those souls are already condemned to hell. They already know their final destination. They're just trying to bring as many of God's people to hell with them as they can. I pick up people every day. They read my profile. Like, oh, he's a Christian. He's listening to Christian music. They'll get in the car. And it'll be a song praising Jesus. And they'll start sighing. Oh, God. And they'll start whispering and talking about me like I'm not in the vehicle. That's how rude people are. Homosexuals will get in the vehicle and start scoffing and, and talking about me and whispering while I'm driving. Like I can't hear them. It's not like I got the music blaring. It's at a low level. That's what I was listening to before I picked them up. And sometimes they asked for me to change the channel, and I do. Sure, no problem. Whatever you like, sir, ma'am. What channel would you like me to change it to? Oh, you want to use your Bluetooth? That's fine. But guess what? They had that choice. They had the choice to hear about Jesus when they got my vehicle. But I picked up, uh, the other day I picked up two homosexuals. I, I pick up homosexuals all the time. I, I don't know who I'm picking up. I feel like that's all ordained by God, you know, that if they're getting in that vehicle, they need to hear that. You know, I would say that this dream I had wasn't even a dream. It was a nightmare. 
It was a left behind nightmare. I've been asking God for rapture dreams and he gave me a left behind dream. I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. I mess up every day, all day long. I mess up. Now's not the time to be messing up. Now's not the time to be sinning in any type of way. One sin, one sin leads to more sins. You know why? Because sinning means missing the mark. That's what sinning means. But also on a deeper level, when you sin, you're inviting demons into your body, into your temple. Now you can repent and be delivered of evil. Like, dear Lord, in Jesus' name, please deliver me of evil. You know, and he may do that. But then if you sin, instead of letting one one demon in, you just let seven in. And they're way worse than the first one. That's why it's so hard (laughs) to (laughs) live righteously. You know? And Satan is very aware of what's going on. Of those who are trying to live righteously and do the right thing. You know? And he doesn't want that. You know, he wants you to go to hell. He hates you. He's been to heaven. This is the whole reason Satan is doing all this. Lucifer and his fallen angels are doing all this. They'll never be allowed in heaven again. Ever. And they're not in hell yet. Despite what a lot of y'all may think. No, Nobody's in hell yet. No. We're The movie's still going on right now. You know, and I do believe in time travel, you know, but we have to understand God exists outside of time and space. So nobody does know the day or time of Jesus second coming. But one thing I could promise you is it's close. Things are heating up quickly. Can you imagine how bad it is now that they're polluting your air? They're genetically modifying your food. They're putting fluoride in your water. There's chemicals in your shampoos and your soaps, your toothpaste, your, your laundry detergents. The fabrics of your clothes. We're being attacked. From every single angle. You probably don't even know that baby powder. That's still being sold on the shelf. That they got lawsuits against them right now. For causing cancer. People people die from using baby powder. Baby powder. Baby powder that they put on ba- on, on babies. There's a lawsuit right now because of that. 
You know, if you choose to live in a stupor, if you choose to just say, hey, after work, I'm going to go get drunk. I've been working hard all day. You're an idiot. Yeah, you. You're an idiot. The information is widely available. Did you know that there was a patent for a fake son? I think his name was Joseph P. Hall. Google it. Fake son. Why would you need a fake son? If Bible prophecy wasn't true. If in, in Bible prophecy, they didn't say there was going to be lying signs and wonders. That. When the revelation, we're living in revelations now. So if you're going to church and they're not preaching out of the book of Revelation, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not good information in there because, yeah, it's all, uh, all teaches you to be o obedient and be Christ-like and to be loving and non-judgmental and, and things of that nature. But um, it's game time. You know, we're in, we're in the final quarter of the game right now. It's about to be game over. You're one breath away from eternity. You're one heartbeat away from eternity. Is it guaranteed that your heart's going to beat five minutes from now? Is it guaranteed your lungs are going to keep breathing in air five minutes from now? Are you so certain that you know everything? You know nothing if you don't know Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the only way out of this mess. The only way out of this horrible existence of a life. I tell people all the time I could be a billionaire and I would still be depressed. Because of all of the horrible things that go on in this world. I hate it. I hate bullies. I hate gossipers. I hate people who who talk behind other people's backs. I deal with this every day. I pick people up and I'm giving them rides and they're talking about me in the car, making fun of my name, looking at my Uber profile, scoffing at me because I'm a Christian, scoffing at me because I'm listening to Christian music. It doesn't stop. And I'm still making mistakes. I'm still messing up because I get mad. I get mad when people cut me off in traffic, throw bottles at my car, run me off the road, sideswipe me, give me the finger, cuss me out, ditch me in line, step on my shoes, push me out the way. I open my door. I got 30 demons staring at me inside of people. Who's this guy? Why has he got a Jesus curtain? Why has he got a, a Jesus sign out front of his house that says he is risen? He thinks he's better than everybody. I'm tired of this place, yo. I just pray the Lord Jesus uh, will let me leave before it gets any worse. And I pray you guys find salvation through Jesus Christ and you change your ways and you stop living a sinful existence. I'm serious. Don't get left behind, please. It's not worth it.